0: Welcome to the Convergence Conversations podcast. Join us as we discuss topics that impact you and the body of Christ through candid, open conversation. Let's encounter Jesus together.
1: All right, welcome back to the conversation with Convergence Conversations. Uh, This is Wesley Fagan, and I'm here today with Andrew Fish and Justin Collins hey. and Seth Church. And today we're going to be talking about House of Prayer.
2: That
0: <laughs> sounds like a cow. Wow. Yeah, that sounded more I like meant a meant to sound wow. like an wow. air
2: horn, but it sounded like <laughs> oh, my <laughs> my so <goodness>. sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. let hey, just keep I going. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm here. You obviously know that I'm here.
1: So I want to just kick off and probably. Seth, what is our heart behind House of Prayer? Like, what, What's the vision behind it? Why, why do we do House of Prayer? Seth, who
0: is our House of Prayer director here at Convergence Church. That Indeed, is true. Truth. Indeed,
2: that is true. Well, our vision statement is raising up worship and prayer to encounter Jesus and transform cities with His power and love. Um, and so how that looks in a, in a, on a Thursday, which is predominantly when we have House of Prayer for now, um, is, is it looks like ministering to the Lord's heart, caring for Him, uh, and we encounter Him in that, um, and from that place of being fruitful in the Lord, we, we encourage, bless, and love on our city and transform it.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, vision for House of Prayer, um, I think we could talk for a long time about this. I think... My heart, when we first launched House of Prayer, which was November of 2020, um, we kind of transitioned. We we'd already had a worship time as a staff up here on Thursdays, and I just was f- really feeling, we were feeling like the Lord was like, it's time to, time to do this in person, like to establish a house of prayer. Um, and the heart of that really stems from Matthew 21, where Jesus is cleansing the temple. And it's this really crazy picture of Jesus walking into the temple, seeing the temple being used as a place of business. And then he just begins to, he begins to cleanse it. He begins to turn over the tables and his posture, like Jesus's heart is like, hey, we're, you're making this something it's not meant to be. Like this isn't just, this isn't meant to be just a place of business, a, a, a place where we just sell things. Like this is, a, this is a holy temple meant for one purpose. And that's a house of prayer for all nations. And so that is kind of where the vision stemmed from. And I guess if we're going to kind of get into a little bit of the of the behind the scenes kind of to, to really peel back the curtain. I believe that church is first and foremost supposed to be a house of prayer. Mm. And so I think this isn't even just about Thursdays. I love Thursdays and we do have a house of prayer, meaning a place where you can come on a Thursday, on a weekday, not a Sunday morning, and we just have worship. We have prayer. We just go after his presence in that time. But if we're to talk about a wider category here, I believe church is meant to be house of prayer. Yeah. I think that that is what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, hey, this is meant to be about relationship with me. Like this is meant to be a place of of prayer, of adoration, of communion. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to, I don't want to take over the podcast too much, but I, I also think that our definition of prayer has been squashed to mean just talking. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes prayer is just me talking and it's like, okay, I'm talking, but am I really communing with him? Yeah. Prayer is a lot more than just talking. Prayer is relationship. Prayer mm-hmm. is communion. My, my definition of prayer, and, and I'd love for you guys to weigh in if, if you'd like to, my definition of prayer is communion with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that That's realm good. that that place of communion is where I think we need to go even in church and it's the reason why Jesus is turning over and and if we even take this into modern day culture like just to put ourselves in there like church doesn't have to look good, it doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't have to like it's meant to be a place of relationship with communion with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Come to meet with Jesus.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to say anything, Justin, about that?
0: I'm good. I'm just currently watching our staff chat, like, and people talking about like how blessed they are from literally our house of prayer today. Like while we're while we're doing this episode, and I was thinking about that too because our vision for house of prayer is not that you know people would come in and be impacted really, or even that like things would happen in our city or anything like that. Like what I really feel like is like anything that we see in that regard, like, you know, changes in, in our region or our city or like personal, like people encountering the Lord, it's a byproduct of live, of like going out there and being surrendered and giving the Lord what he wants. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in that intimate exchange with the Lord, where we say, what would you like Lord? And he says this, and we give it to him like fully surrendered Like, where his presence is, is where all things are possible. And so people do come to house of prayer and they leave healed. People do come to house of prayer and they get wild revelation, you know, or a word for their situation just directly from the Lord. And it's really a time where, you know, people in our physical house of prayer, people can come in and be blessed simply by the things that are happening around them, you know, and i just think it's a beautiful thing and i i totally agree with your definition of prayer andrew that it's it's communion with the lord you know we say like well have you prayed about it well uh, i just i just need to pray about it and a lot of times what we're saying is we need to look for answers and ask the lord what the right thing to do is and i feel like you know it would not that the lord necessarily says this to us but it would be fine of the lord to be like wow haven't heard from you in a while <laughs> you know but in reality like when there's time spent with the Lord, when there's that relationship laid, that intimate foundation with the Lord, then prayer really is just communion, spending time with the Lord, being open to hear him speak. Not yeah. every time I sit in the room with my spouse am I like going, "Babe, what do you think the right thing to do here is?" but with sharing with one another and having communion, mm. I get her perspective and she gets mine. Yeah. And a lot of that happens with the Lord, I think, where we just, you know, it's not all just saying, you know, "Oh, Almighty One, show me what to do," but like a life spent in communion with Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think I think too what's what's important that we're establishing. Like, okay, let's just take the Thursdays for example. Um, part of what we're saying by opening the doors and having this ministering to the heart of the Lord on a Thursday is that the church culture has to shift from just one day a week. Mm-hmm. Like Sunday morning Christianity, I love Sundays. I yeah. I preach on Sundays, I attend, and I believe that we need to. Like you need to come and attend and gather on a Sunday. But we should be doing this throughout the week. We should be establishing a culture of prayer that's not just Sunday morning Christianity. I think that's super important. Um, I love what... Um, Corey Russell says he says um, leadership must shift to being a house of encounter, um, and he says prayer must be the centerpiece. And I just think for me, that's that's something that I've I've really grabbed hold of with this house of prayer is that prayer is the centerpiece. Like this is what we're building everything on. This is this is the house of encounter. This is establishing like us being resting places for the Lord establishing a dwelling place like it's it's not about a place it's a people but when people gather with the holy spirit inside of them he falls in that place where we gather what would it look like if that was happening 24/7 if that's constantly happening where the people of God are gathering we're praying we're worshipping and we're going after him as resting places mm. And it says in Psalm 132, David's cry was, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord. Wow. David's heart was, I don't even want to sleep until I find the Lord a resting place. And... That gets me emotional just thinking about it, because obviously we live in New Covenant, which means we live with the Holy Spirit. We are a resting place. You are a resting place. So when you gather with other resting places, Mm -hmm. it creates a corporate resting place. Wow! And there is power in the gathering, in the prayer times, in the house of prayer movement, when we're just pressing in to that place of exalting Him, it's exactly what David's cry was in Psalm 132, us being a habitation of the
2: Lord. And I want to go to Amos nine eleven. I think that's a, another big verse that that our house of prayer is built on is um, Amos 9-11. It says, uh, In that day I will raise up the, the tent of David that has fallen and repair its branches... Um, and raise up its ruins and rebuild it um, in those days. So the tent of David, like you and I are reading a book on David's tabernacle. And I think mm-hmm. that's, what's yeah. beautiful about like what you're saying is we are, you know, we are the tent. We are the, the, the hosting as presence. That's what, that's what our bodies are made for, you know, in this new covenant. Um, and we, we gather corporately and he encounters us in that. Um, and so that's another huge part yeah. of of House of Prayer.
0: I I just, you know, Andrew, you have a whole message that you talk about in our Foundations series here at the church uh, where we do worship and prayer together. And um, you have something where you talk about, uh, I think you just call it supernatural prayer, but you're talking about, you know, Praying what the Lord wants you to pray.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: Can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I think that's really important. That's where I think a lot of us get caught up on like, okay, you know, we're praying toward, you know, our city's gonna come to Jesus or, you know, whatever. The revival's gonna sweep the nation or what and those are all great prayers. But like praying what the Lord praying what's on the Lord's heart. Like what's your what's your thoughts on that? What can you add to that?
3: Yeah, I mean Think about the verse, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's not, you can have the desires of your heart immediately. Delight yourself in the Lord. And so there's this aspect, and I I don't want to dive too deep into this because I know we may have other questions that we need to get to. But this aspect of me bringing my desires, but at the end of the day, I must find his Like, I can bring my desires, but delighting myself in the Lord is that I get lost in Him such to the point where I bring my dreams, I bring my desires, but my outcome isn't me when I'm with Him. It's what is on your heart. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? And there's this awesome verse in 1 Corinthians um, 2, verse 13, that says, We also speak these things, not in words, taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Mm. And so there's this aspect of prayer that is us praying and speaking, not in our own understanding, not in my own earthly wisdom, but I'm actually, the spirit is actually leading it. He's teaching. And as I think through the lens and through that place of the Holy Spirit inside of me, it's the supernatural thoughts that turn into spirit, spiritual words. And so there's that aspect of getting, getting his desires and getting his heart. And I think that's what supernatural prayer is. Through the Holy Spirit, we aren't even praying our words, but his words. Mm-hmm. We're getting his heart as we lift him up and as we delight ourselves in the Lord. And so when we're in house of prayer, what are we doing? We're delighting ourselves in the Lord. Come on. We're, mm-hmm. we're delighting ourselves in him.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's really good.
1: And I want to hit on something else too, which we've kind of talked about this, how we don't, we don't just do house of prayer for how it affects us, but we've definitely seen some things in our body and even yes. around yes. us that have been impacted by that. And I'd love to just talk into that. Like, what are, what are the things that we've seen happen as a result of the time that we spend in house of prayer?
0: Mm. Well, right off the bat, the worship team. I oh, don't give me that look, Andrew. I jump in first, and you're like, oh, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, our worship team. Like, you know, obviously, revelation comes in layers, you know? And we were, it's not that we had some massive change in the worship team where, like, we were worshiping ourselves, and then Council of Prayer came along, and we're like, oh, we're supposed to worship Jesus. Got it. That makes a lot more <laughs> sense now. Um, But like (laughs) where we are going now in worship on Sundays, regardless of who is on the stage, um, has changed drastically from before we as a body really launched House of Prayer. And I do think that it has an impact not only in the physical space that we do it, but also on our people because so many of our worship team members are involved in House of Prayer in some way or another, um, some leading it like Seth. Um, but what it's done for our Sunday mornings and the times that we spend together with the Lord, it's like time spent together with the Lord breeds better time spent with the Lord, breeds better time spent with the Lord, breeds deeper encounters, breeds, you know. It's like is this cycle where, you know, we spend time with the Lord on Thursdays and that just like... We're not starting from this brand-new, like, ground-level place on a Sunday. Yeah. We're starting from, like, where we left off on Thursday. Yeah. Whether we were there or not, there was somebody in that room pouring out their heart to the Lord. And there was things being spoken over our body and over our city and over our church. And we get to step into that now on a Sunday morning and go even higher. And um, that really has been one of the biggest things, just being the worship pastor, being able to be privy to that and, and really experience that firsthand.
2: Yeah, I think for the people in our body or the people coming to a to a set, um, they're coming to meet with the Lord. And the Lord innately has the things we need, the nutrients, um, wow. or the environment that, that we need to thrive. And so it's not that, Lord, we're giving you praise so that you that you water us or no, it's no, it's like being around him. He's the sun. And we, as, as plants, let's say, need the sun. We need water. We need nutrients. And he's all those things. And so as we spend time with him, it's a natural outcome that we grow um in the Lord. And we're not coming to house of prayer to grow. We are coming to house a prayer to praise him, but a natural outcome is that we do grow. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, what, what happens when you, I mean, what happens when you linger in the presence of, of Jesus for two hours? I mean, yeah. what happens when you spend a day, when and you spend a morning, when you spend, I think that's, to me, like when I look at it, it's that shift of like, what we've done is, it's not that we've, that we've needed to necessarily, like we don't always have to create this thing around it. But what we've done is we've upped the intentionality. Mm. We've yeah. increased the intentionality of what we do in our culture. And so what it's done as a staff, as a team, as a pastor, as leaders in this house, it has it has just brought this, this culture. Again, it's it, it, it goes back to what we talked about, a culture of house of prayer, a culture of lingering in his presence. We're all, we're learning even more how to linger. Mm. In his presence, it's establishing that atmosphere, that, that resting place, not -hmm. because it's a place, but there is something, and you know, this, when you go into other places, there is a difference in atmosphere. Like, you know, you can walk into a store and you can walk into a house of prayer. There's just a difference in atmosphere because there's, there's something that's being cultivated in that environment and in that place. And that, I think, is, has been really crucial, even just to speak corporately as a body. Um, what Justin said, absolutely. Like, we're not—what we're, happens in House of Prayer, I've noticed even there, there will be themes where we'll, we'll run straight into a theme on a Thursday morning, and the worship team on Sunday will pick it right up. And 80% of them weren't at of House of Prayer. They don't, they don't know what we sang about on Thursday. It's in it's in the room. It's in the atmosphere. It's cultivating that environment, not because again, it's about walls and you know the paint on the walls and blah 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 blah, but because we've established a resting place by being resting places Mm. for two hours, for four hours, for you know, from nine AM all the way through our devotional sets ending at four o'clock. We have people in that room who are just doing they're just worshiping they're praying and they're lingering in the presence of the Lord that will shift culture mm. it will shift your culture and it also all of us that have been on a set we kind of had to learn when we first started it was like an hour it was like whoa okay you know all right like i'm getting a little weary you know and now like 2 hours is like you know nothing it's like oh, it's okay over. You know, it's it's it, it's almost like we're just getting started at an hour and 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, can we go longer? Which is why I love that now we have more sets. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it started where I was
0: like, we were like 9 to 11. And it was like a two-hour set when none of us had really ever done that. And then we're like, holy crap, how would we fill this two hours? And then we're like... Oh, we're done. And then we had like, you know, some people come in in the afternoon and do some private, like devotional type sets. But now we've got, we've added that second set. And so we're like, what we leave off on at the 11 o'clock mark, now the 11 to 12 or the 11 to 1 crew is picking up on that. Mm -hmm. And so we've just like, they get to just continue on that journey. I love it. It's not like bringing up, you know, two different bands at a music festival. Like, it really is like we're worshiping the same guy. Mm -hmm. So we just keep rolling. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, we want to just extend an invitation to you. If you want to come and be a part, uh, join in and um, be in House of Prayer. It really is an amazing time. And like we've said, that's on Thursdays. And um, you can check our website depending on when you're listening to this, uh, just with updated hours of when we have our sets. Um, right now it's from 9 to 1, and so you can come and be a part Um from nine to one and we hope to see you and if you have any questions about house of prayer or worship or prayer you can email us or talk to us we'd love to hear from you so it's been a good time and we will see you next time to continue the conversation